The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to the Patricia Raskin Show, the program that helps you turn obstacles into opportunities, challenges into solutions, and find answers to tough questions. And now, the award-winning powerhouse voice of radio. Here's your host, Patricia Raskin. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome. Welcome to the Patricia Raskin Show, and I'm Patricia Raskin, and I'm right here on voiceamerica.com. And very, very happy to be here. And this is the program that really helps you turn your obstacles into opportunities. Now, today we are talking to Dana Bowman. And she is the author of the popular momsyblog.com. She leads and presents workshops on writing and addiction with a special emphasis on being a woman in recovery while parenting young children, which is such such an important, very, very important topic. And her book is called Bottled, A Mom's Guide to Early Recovery. Welcome, Dana. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Yeah, it's very interesting. You know, one of the things you said, and I, I, it's interesting, you know, to share this is, you know, we can't always be at the top of our games. I think you said you have a cold, and sometimes, <laughs> you know, we're just not always... So what, right out of the box, what is your advice to moms, you know, when you're just not feeling your best? You know, I think for me, and a lot of moms um, I've talked to have said this, we feel like we always have to be on the top of our game. Like, we, we just have to be, you know, going 100 miles an hour as soon as we're out of bed and up and ready to go and, you know, feeding our children healthy breakfasts and Everyone's just <laughs> doing just perfectly because we have this kind of mindset that we are in charge of these little, you know, these little patrons that we have to care for. And so, therefore, it is exceedingly important that we are just totally on the ball. And this, you know, today is one of those days where we woke up late, uh, they had cereal, it was cold cereal, and, you know, <laughs> we did the best we could, and I'm not really beating myself up about it, but I would have to say, um, back in my drinking days, and even in early recovery, it would have been, you know, a difficult morning because I would have felt mm-hmm. so guilty, I just felt like I had mm-hmm. to be on point all the time, mm-hmm. and I guess my advice would be is that we don't have an audience, I mean, we don't have a constant I, I guess I imagine this audience just watching me and giving me, a, you know, on a scale of 1 to 10, well, that's an 8.5, what she just did there. And it's not that way. It's not that way at all. In fact, the only audience we really have is ourselves and our higher power, if we believe that. And I do. And I feel like my higher power is generally giving me a nice, solid B+. Plus right. So and, I, know, it, what I'm hearing you, thing. yeah, what I'm hearing you say is, a lot of folks in recovery, no matter what kind of recovery it is, and even if we're not in recovery and we're overly sensitive, can be too, too hard on ourselves. Oh, and yeah. that doesn't help us. It hurts us. Yeah. I've had that um, phrase tossed at me since I was little. Dana, you're too hard on yourself. And honestly, I used to take that as kind of a compliment. Like I thought, 
well, yay, like, I'm doing it right. <laughs> and, you know, that caused me to crumble. And I will say, even if you're not in an addictive um, relationship with something, a lot of us really struggle with perfectionism and yes. self-hatred. You know? And reading, and I also think, Dana, reading things into things. You know, someone says something or someone oh, does yeah. something, and automatically, well, it's about you, yeah. right? And, and yeah, they don't like totally, you or they, yeah. Yeah, you shift it and it becomes all about you and you have no idea what that person is thinking or feeling or going through. It's just all about you. Yeah. Yeah. Moms do that a lot. We are very good at judging and um, or thinking we're being judged. And it's it's a tricky business. You list in your book top 10 ways to avoid an early marriage on the rocks, and you talk about working on yourself. So uh-huh. explain some of that, you know, some of the definite do's and don'ts. Okay, well, it's really hard when you're married and you're a perfectionist and also possibly an addict to not want to place all the blame on anything you can outside of you, right? It's never your fault, and, and there's all this guilt attached, so you just keep trying to find others and other reasons why this is happening, right? And so for me, the biggest guilt or the biggest blame that I could place was on my husband. And it was all his fault. He was stressing me out. And then it just came to me that you're not going to change him or the behaviors that you're seeing until you start to change your own heart. And it is extremely hard to point that arrow back to you and start to work on your own issues and problems but the main thing I had to learn was to keep, and this sounds kind of weird, but I I would try very hard to keep quiet if I had a complaint or an issue. I mean, unless it was just huge. <laughs> um, and think over it and try to say, okay, so what part can I play in this to fix my part of it? And mm-hmm. I really had to, like, literally clench my mouth shut at times and, and just go ponder what part of it I had in it, and then work on my issues. And strangely enough, when I started to do that, the other problems started to clear up. I didn't get quite so irritated with them anymore, and it really wasn't all his doing. Yeah, as you, as you worked on yourself. Now, my yeah. question is, what would you say to a young mother who was having issues with alcohol or drugs, and you had issues with uh-huh. that? What, what would you suggest to her, which is really why you wrote this book? Yeah, I, I, the main thing I want her to know is that she's not alone. It's huge, this this problem with moms. Um, you'll see it on Facebook. you see, you know, mommy needs her wine, and it's mommy's wine time. And, you know, that, that kind of mentality now is pretty rampant and pretty acceptable, too. Um, and I'm not going to say that that's bad. I don't want to judge that. I definitely don't, because there's lots of moms out there that can have a glass of wine at 5 o'clock and, you know, no big deal. And you're okay. Yeah. But some of us, and it's a lot, like the CDC is saying now that wine and addiction and the social drinking thing is off the charts with women right now. Mm. It's turning us into alcoholics, like, at record levels. So mm. I, I would tell her, first of all, she's not alone. And strangely enough, I found my own community through Facebook of moms who are trying to get sober and have kids and there were thousands in this group I still belong to this group and I love it because there are so many of us that are like oh my gosh you mean you have the same story I do yeah mm-hmm. like 
we're in this together. So that's the first thing I would tell a mom. And, you know, while we're talking about that, let's give out all your information because, you know, if a mom is listening to this and saying, oh, I need some help, I didn't know there was help just for my issue, particularly, you know, as a mom with young kids, um, I know you have a blog and a website and email, so tell us about that. Okay, well, we'll start with Momsy Blog. That's just my blog, and it's all just how it sounds, M-O-M-S-I-E. B-L-O-G, and um, I talk recovery there, I talk parenting, I mostly talk humor, and try to give my mom's kind of a break <laughs> and a laugh, um, and I'm also on Twitter, on Monzi blog, um, and then I'm, I've, uh, you know, obviously we have the book that we mentioned before, um, Bottled is out there as well. Mm-hmm. And yeah. so that's so important, because the blog is really the experiences that you've been through. Oh, yeah, and most of them are quite... Um, Honest and raw. I also play, place on there all my articles I've been writing. I freelance and I've written for many um, recovery websites like The Fix and Substance.com and After Party Magazine and things like that. So um, it's amazing the community you can find. Um, in fact, actually, one of the Facebook groups right now, I can call it out, it's called Sober Mommies, and it's on Facebook, and they're wonderful. Um, this is this is the thing that I found that's wonderful about social media. There's a lot of things that aren't wonderful about social media, but um, if you need help 24 hours a day, you can find it through mm-hmm. this avenue, and I'm really grateful to that because that was one of the first things I had to do was find out that I wasn't alone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. You know, I, I think that's a real key. I find that in my life, and I think a lot of us, I mean, certainly technology has brought us closer together in many in many ways, Dana, and in some ways uh-huh. it's, it's, it hasn't because, right. you know, we want that personal touch, but you also right. want to know you're not alone. Yeah, and it, it's a double-edged sword. Like, I love my social media, but at the same time, it can kind of work against me. It can make me feel kind of crazy. I find myself going to it when I need a fix, like when I feel like uh, I'm feeling kind of tense or sad. Let's go to Facebook, you know, like that, mm-hmm. that is um, my new maybe lean on when I'm feeling a little bit antsy. Um, and so the human right. relationship is so crucial right. as well. And plus, right. on, on Facebook, I still find my friends are always posting their pictures of <laughs> like on New Year's Eve, right? All the champagne, all that. I was like, okay, I'm going to get off of this for a while because mm-hmm. that's not my life anymore. Yeah, yeah, and also, um, you know, the caution about what you post on Facebook because mm-hmm. once it's on, it's permanent. So that's another yeah. thing. What do you think about support groups? Do you do support groups or do you have support groups yes. for mommy blogs? Yes, I had to. Um, I grew up with a dad. He is in recovery now, and and he uh, attended AA when I was little. And through that, I was kind of, you know, welcomed into that community and kind of got used to what that was. Um, Ironically, though, all through my drinking years, and I I kind of talk about this in the book, where I was like, oh, my gosh, I do not need to do a 12-step group. That is not me. I'm totally Mm. fine, blah, blah, blah. Well, guess Mm. what? (laughs) I am now attending a 12-step group. And I love it. And it's extremely necessary to have that human interaction, that face-to-face um, with people from all walks of life. And a lot of moms will say, I'm so scared to do that. I'm so scared to go. What if it's, you know, just a bunch of men? Or what if it's, you know... And it is. It can be. You can walk into an environment where you feel like you're totally... Um, my first meeting I described in the book was 
not my social, like, circle at all. Terrifying. Mm. But as soon as I started talking, totally fine. Like, I felt like I was home. And so, for me, for me, that was extremely necessary to have that um, weekly interaction where I... I could sit in a circle with other people and drink bad yeah. coffee and talk. And, and, and very important. All right, we're going to take a break, and I want to let folks know. My guest is Dana Bowman. She's an English teacher and professor and author of the book Bottled, A Mom's Guide to Early Recovery, and momsyblog.com, M-O-M-B-S-I-E blog.com. And, and that, uh, and her book explains the perils that moms face with drinking and chronicles the author's path to recovery. And so that's what we're talking about. We'll be talking more to Dana right after the break about what she suggests to moms and what's the most important piece of advice she's ever received in really being a mom in early recovery. You're listening to The Patricia Raskin Show. I'm Patricia Raskin, right here on voiceamerica.com, America's Voice. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. Psych Up Live with host Dr. Suzanne Phillips is an insider's glimpse at a life from a psychological perspective. It's a look at what matters to us. Why do we laugh? How do we cope with stress? Are men and women really that different? What is it about our relationships? How are they formed? How they work out? And why they sometimes don't? Every week is something new to engage you. Psych Up Live is heard every Thursday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. We'll turn up your perspective on life. Tired of lackluster results with your marketing? Craving more leads in your business? Tune into the Mojo Marketing Edge with the team behind Mojo Global Marketing, Ira Rosen and Corey Michael Sanchez. Winners of the Marketer of the Year, they will show you how to generate daily leads, build databases of raving fans, and close deals faster than ever before. See what's hot right now and how you can tap into it to generate an endless supply of customers and clients. The Mojo Marketing Edge can be heard every Monday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time, 4 p.m. Eastern time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Do you want to expand the legacy that you leave behind? Get the inspiration you need by hearing from others who are doing just that. Listen for Your Why with host Nelina Varinas. The show features amazing guests who have saved lives, helped others, and brought forth hope to others around them. By hearing their stories, you can make some stories of your own. Your Why can be heard every Friday morning at 8 a.m. Pacific Time, 11 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Follow us on Twitter at Voice America TRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's Voice America TRN. listening to the patricia raskin show if you wish to call into our program today please call 1-866-472-5788 that number again is 1-866-472-5788 you may also send an email to patricia at patriciaraskin.com now back to the patricia raskin show hello everyone and welcome back we have a great topic today we're talking about mothers in early recovery 
And we are talking to uh, Dana, Dana Bowman. And Dana has written a very interesting book called Bottled, A Mom's Guide to Early Recovery. She's also the author of Mumsy Blog, M-O-M-B-S-I-E-B-L-O-G.com. Now, is that Mumsy, M-O-M-B-S-I-E? No, no. Actually, let me correct you. I think I'm misheard. It's just Mumsy as in M-O-M-S-I-E-B-L-O-G. That's what I thought, but I might yeah. have gotten it wrong here. Okay, and anybody can go on and be inspired by reading some of the blogs that you're writing about your own life and other people's lives, right? Uh-huh. Yep. yep. All right, so what's the best piece of advice you, you've gotten, particularly in this whole realm of parenting when you're in re- recovery with young children? I, you know, it's, it takes me back to my dad, and my dad will laugh when he hears this because he will be like, what? I gave you parenting advice? And I, <laughs> I just always hear his voice in my head, though, when he says to me, when, when I grew up, he always gave me this little spiel about integrity. And he said, integrity is you do what you say and you say what you do. And before, um, in my addictive cycle and in my drinking days, Everything was a huge ruse. I had a huge show going every day about how I was so perfect on the outside. It was mm. all a complete lie. Um, and I felt like I was just putting all these balls in there, juggling all the time, total performance. And now, I mean, you get what you get. And I, I like to just make sure my insides match my outsides, which is something I'll hear a lot in my recovery group. Mm-hmm. Um, and just be as real as possible. And and that's hard for a lot of people because a lot of people feel they have to put on that outer perfect front. Well, they might not even, I didn't even know who I was. When I got Mm -hmm. sober, I'm like, who the heck am I? I have drank for, you know, 30 some years. I don't know who I am without without this crutch. And so it took Mm -hmm. me a while. Dana, how how did you release the drinking? How did you get into recovery? Well, I have kind of a weird story in the sense I did not do rehab. Um, I simply got myself into meetings and started attending meetings on a daily basis for a while. And that was because I had a very supportive network. I had a husband who was willing to get home quick, get home from work so I could go, you know, all that stuff. Um, I even took my kids to meetings and things like that. I just was desperate. Um, and so that was my first start. And it, it, because of that 12-step environment, I was able to um, get sober and stay sober. Yeah, which is, which is really, really important. And you said in the beginning you went to daily meetings. Yeah. It was a 20 minutes at a time deal at times. I was literally sitting outside on my back porch crying, you know, saying the serenity prayer, just wishing to get through. Because, you know, little kids are maddening. <laughs> and, mm. and, and I get it. Like, I've had a lot of moms tell me, oh, my gosh, you have small children 18 months apart, right? They're two little boys. How could you not drink? Like, that's crazy. Um, mm. But I was, my main goal, oh, and this was, I was going to say this, the other main advice I just told myself over and over was, okay, if I want to drink, I'll drink tomorrow. But I'm just not going to drink today. Mm-hmm. If I could just make it through today, yeah, that's it, was like a mind, it was a mind trick, yeah. and it worked. Well, I think another thing you do is you really look at these tough experiences with humor. And I remember hearing someone say, who was very well known in the field of human potential, she said, you know, you have to laugh. If you laugh and if you have humor in your life, it will really lighten things up and bring you good things. Yep. I agree. My book is funny. I'm funny. And I've had people ask me, how can you write 
In fact, that's what the publisher said when they contacted me and said, we want you to write a book, and we want you to be funny <laughs> about alcoholism. And I was like, okay, I can try. I can do that. Um, and it is, it's necessary. Humor is the thing that I think goes through our lives. It's, a, it's, it's sort of like the main mode of communication with a lot of us. And um, it breaks down stuff that's so painful and so hard and helps us relate to it. And I, I don't know how I would do this if I hadn't laughed at some of it. It would be possible. What are some of them? Give us some of them. Tell us something funny, like an, a laugh-out-loud event that you wrote about in your book. I, well, I always go back to the carrot cake story, which, oh, my gosh. Carrot cake story is something I keep getting told over and over. It comes back to me and haunts me to this day. Um, my husband, uh, a sweet guy, really supportive, has been wonderful in this whole journey. Um, but we do, I do write in the book about there was times when I just was so ticked off at him. <laughs> and I think one of the main reasons I was ticked off at him is that he could still drink. Now, he didn't drink around me, and he totally emptied the house out of alcohol. He was very good about that. But um, he's what we um, alcoholics call a normie. <laughs> and... Um, at one point in the book, I, I think it was our anniversary or my birthday, I can't even remember now, uh, I had to slave, I think, um, the day away trying to make him his favorite carrot cake. Three layers, homemade, you know, uh, I just went to complete um, levels to get this thing done. And I have to tell you now, I wouldn't make him that carrot cake today. I would get a box mix. And he might get homemade cream cheese frosting, but that's about it. Um, so anyhow. And why, why do you feel away. that way? Why do you feel that oh, way? Oh, because short? I just, life's too short. Like, I, I don't like to bake. If I did like to bake, I probably would still do it, but I really don't like to bake. Mm-hmm. It's not one of my favorite things. I don't like to measure stuff. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's, you know, so for me, a carrot cake that I spent half the day on, um, is not really... No, I love him, and I'll still make him carrot cake, but I'm going to get the box mix, and I'm going to, like, relax a little bit. So, but this so what has, you're saying is do... You know, if you're going to do something, do what you love doing. Because, yeah. if, because Because you have to have the enjoyment in it, too. Compromise a little. Like, to me, my all-or-nothing personality was still coming out back then. It had to be perfect. It had to be Martha Stewart. It had to be mm-hmm. just on point, right? And so, anyhow, I made this beautiful cake... And sweet Brian, we go through the dinner, and I present the cake, and he's like, oh, great. And that's about it. Like, I, something in me just snapped because it wasn't this huge, like, oh, my gosh, Dana, thank you. This is so good, blah, blah, blah. You know, to Brian's credit, he is just kind of a mellow guy, and he doesn't get excited about stuff. And so he got carrot cake. Yay. And I wanted him to, like, faint with joy. Okay, so down the road, that evening passes, and I end up, long story short, throwing the entire cake at him, like literally at mm-hmm. him. Um, mm-hmm. There's cream cheese everywhere. There is frosting that is still in my kitchen. Like I can still find it if I'm cleaning. I'd be like, what is that? You know, four years later, there's like petrified cream cheese frosting. It just exploded all over me. And we laugh now and we talk about it. Like I couldn't, we were sliding on the floor. I'm sobbing. The floor is slippery, mm. and Brian is like, can I help? And he just is slowly backing away. And mm. most of the stuff sounds just, it's kind of like a scene from a sitcom, like mm. over-the-top, goofy behavior. Um, kind of crazy, because that's how I was in early recovery. I was a little bit 
on edge. Um, that's putting it lightly. And now I look back and I can laugh because I just feel like, what a dumb thing to do. And yet at the same time, I have to tell you, it felt so good to throw that carrot cake. Mm. It was like, it was like I took my entire recovery in that cake and just threw yeah. it. I was yeah. like, ah, I was so upset and it felt very free. So, so, so. now, now for his birthday, yeah. what do you do? Do you buy him a cake or do you, what do you do? <laughs> Take him out to the movies or dinner? Yeah. Yeah, we go see Star Wars, and I, I buy him some Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. Or if I'm feeling up to it, I might make the box cake, you know? Like, it, it's not... Um, there, there's another part in the book where I talk about symbols, and everything is fraught with these layers of ex, oh, expectations. That's it. Those expectations that I had that were so huge on everything, on marriage, on romance, on, um, mm. on how my husband should act. Mm. And now it's just a lot more relaxed and I just kind of take it as it comes. Like our and last that must birthday, be easier. It must make it yeah. much better. It's much yeah. better. I, yeah. I made yeah. him, I think last birthday he, he did get a good dinner and then he got one of those gigantic Reese's peanut butter cups <laughs> and life was good. All right. We're about to close. So tell us what you want to leave our listeners with today. What, what's your major message? My main message is you will laugh again. Okay. You will. I, I was petrified to become sober. I thought life would have no joy or meaning or laughter in it after I gave up my wine. I I had a really, really intense relationship with wine. And once I let that go, I figured I was just going to be a grump. Um, mm. And I have found such joy and meaning. I mean, it's your, your show is all about finding potential. And after I stopped drinking, my freelance career opened up. My running, I like to run, my running got better. Everything just started to kind of unfold. And I laugh now, and I cry, and I experience emotions, and they don't kill me, you know? And mm-hmm. I have fun. And it's, it is very doable. So that's my main message for, for moms out there. All right. And tell us about how people can find you again. Well, the- the main way that they, if they want to locate me, they're Twitterers. That's usually, I tweet all the time. I can't believe it, but I do. Is um, I'm on my Twitter handle. Handle is just Monzi Blog, and they can also find me at my blog, Monzi Blog. Um, if they are interested in reading some of my freelance work and my articles, my blog has um, a full list of all the stuff I've written, as well as speaking dates. Um, I'm occasionally about my topic and parenting and so I've got some speaking gigs coming up um, in the next couple months or so and then you can also order my book um, it's available at the Central Recovery Press website or if you just would like to go to Amazon that's the easiest way find it under Dana Bowman at Bottled A Mom's Guide to Early Recovery all right. Well, it's really been terrific to have you on the program, really, Dana. And again, people can write to you, right? And they can write to you right on your blog. Yeah. If they'd like to All just right. email me, too, I'm available under blog at Gmail, too. That's fine. All right. My guest has been Dana Bowman, author of Bottled, A Mom's Guide to Early Recovery. Thanks so much for being on the program, Dana. Thank you. Thanks so much for having me. All right, stay on the line for a second. All right, folks, that wraps up the first half. Our next interview is coming right up, right here on the Patricia Raskin Show on voiceamerica.com. America's Voice will be right back. Thank 
you for tuning in to this week's edition of The Patricia Raskin Show. Be sure to join Patricia Raskin and another amazing guest next Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have an outstanding week. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by Voice America Talk Radio Network its staff and management.